Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 16, moving on to verses 6 through 10. We are traveling with Paul, Silas, and Timothy on Paul's second missionary journey. They are revisiting the churches that had been established on Paul's first missionary journey throughout Asia Minor. Luke tells us that his second trip into this area was also very successful. New churches were being formed, and there was a daily increase in numbers. Now, beginning with verse 6, Luke begins the account of how Paul and his companions traveled from Asia Minor to Europe and to the city of Philippi. Here are verses 6 through 10, and he writes, Next, they traveled through Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had told them not to go into the Turkish province of Asia at that time. Then, going along the border of Mycenae, they headed north for the province of Bithynia, and again the Spirit of Jesus said no. So, instead, they went on through Mycenae province to the city of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. In his dream, he saw a man over in Macedonia, Greece, pleading with him. Come over here and help us. Well, that settled it. We would go now to Macedonia, for we could only conclude that God was sending us to preach the good news there. Tis a glorious church Without spot or wrinkle Washed in the blood of the Lamb Do you hear them coming, brother? Thronging up the steeps of light Clad in glorious shining garments Blood-washed garments pure and white Tis a glorious church without spot or wrinkle Washed in the blood of the Lamb Tis a glorious church without spot or wrinkle Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Never fear the clouds of sorrow. Never fear the storms of sin. We shall triumph on the morrow. Even now our joys begin. Wave the banner, shout his praises, for our victory is nigh. We shall join our conquering Savior, we shall reign with him on high. Tis a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Is a, glor- a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb, washed in the blood of the Lamb. We now see the Spirit of God directing Paul to cross the Aegean Sea from Asia over to Europe. This was a great and significant crossing. 
It is at this time that Dr. Luke joins the party. At this point, Luke begins to use the word we when referring to the group. There may have been others along also, but we have four who are named, Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Dr. Luke. This is quite a delegation that crosses over into Europe. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. How does a person hear from God? Every serious Christian follower of Jesus wants to do God's will. That God has a will for everyone goes without saying. Is it necessary to know it in order to do it? How does God lead? Paul and his companion evidently wanted to move into the Roman province of Asia. That is the whole western part of what is today Turkey or Asia Minor. They were in the province of Galatia, which is in the central part of Asia Minor. This is where the towns of Derby, Lystra, Iconium, and Pisidian Antioch were located. But they weren't able to preach in Asia. Luke writes that they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So they didn't. However, God said nothing about traveling in Asia, so they made their way into it. But when they came to a fork in the road where they could have turned north into Bithynia, the northernmost province, Luke writes, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So the, they passed the junction and went all the way to the Aegean coast city to Troas, near ancient Troy, just south of what is now Istanbul. God kept them from preaching in Asia, and he kept them out of Bithynia. Luke doesn't tell us how. Perhaps Paul had a vision. That's a possibility. Or Silas was a prophet. Perhaps God made his will known to him. Or perhaps there was an inner prompting. Or perhaps circumstances were so arranged by God as to lead the party straight to Troas. Paul did not know exactly what the will of God was until they got to Troas. My answer to my earlier question, is it necessary to know God's will in order to do it, is no. I do not expect God to show me his will by visions or prophecies. That is not how God leads today. If I am willing to do his will, then he will lead me into it. So I declare myself willing, without reservation, to do what he wants. Then I expect him to lead me. Why shouldn't he? It would make no sense at all if I'm willing to do what he wants for him then to mislead me into doing something different. So no, we do not have to know God's will in order to be in it. What's important isn't knowing it. What's important is being willing to do it. I don't know why, but I find it very difficult to communicate this concept to people. I find so many people agonizing to know God's will when that is totally unnecessary. When we are open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, God will guide us in his way. It would be cruel to deceive us. Why God didn't want Paul and party to witness in Asia or why he didn't want them to go into Bithynia at this time isn't evident. Both were on a later schedule. Evidently, God wanted to get Paul to Troas. Something very significant happened there. Luke writes, During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. 
After Paul had seen the vision, Luke continues, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Chapter 16, 9 and 10. Before going on to Europe, I must say a word about the city of Troas. Troas was the nearest Asian port to the continent of Europe. There is some evidence that Julius Caesar considered it so strategic that he toyed with the idea of moving the center of his government there. It lay north of the mouth of the Dardanelles on the Hellespont. The ruins of this ancient seaport, founded about 300 BC, are extensive. Unfortunately, the ruins for years have been used as a quarry, and much of the remains were taken to what is now Istanbul, formerly Constantinople, in order to build mosques and other structures. The excavators did find gymnasiums, public baths, temples, a theater, and an aqueduct. Just about 10 miles north on an escarpment overlooking the plain below was the city of Troy of the famous Trojan Wars, the home of Homer's Iliad and Odyssey. Although Troy is not mentioned in the Bible, it was near to Troas, and Paul may well have been there. Dr. Heinrich Schliemann excavated there in the last half of the 19th century. He was determined to find traces of Homer and to prove that the Trojan Wars were actually historical. In this he was unsuccessful. He did find seven layers of civilization, and since his work two more were found. The city of Homer's Troy believed to be the fourth from the top. But back to Troas, about ten miles south. Apparently, Luke the doctor joined Paul's party here. If Paul was still bothered with malaria, which he might have contracted when he and Barnabas were in the infested lowlands of Pamphylia, it would make good sense to have a doctor traveling with him all the time. At any rate, it was here at Troas that Paul saw the man of Macedonia and heard the call for help. Macedonia, now Upper Greece, lay across the Aegean Sea west and north from Troas. Paul took the call for help as a mandate from the Lord, and a momentous decision was made to leave Asia, where the gospel was born, and to invade Europe with the good news. So Paul, Silas, Timothy, and now Luke set sail from the seaport of Troas, across the straits, past the Dardanelles, and landed at Neapolis in Macedonia. The gospel had grown in Asia. It had proved to be something to be reckoned with. Churches had sprung up and flourished. It was a message people needed and longed for, encouraged, Paul and party had invaded the West. Europe needed the gospel. And God had opened the door and Paul promptly entered it. The gospel would change the face of Europe. It saves sinners, for that's what Jesus is, a savior of sinners. Savior of sinners is Jesus.
is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.